Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers, I just want to say once again, Happy 2020, and for the Jewish calendar, 5,780. As you know, I've been talking about a few major revelations that Daddy God Yuhe Vahe has given us. The last one I talked about was the divine restraining order, and I hope that many of you have implemented that. I also took some time to talk about how do you know your, or how do you gauge your spiritual maturity by looking at your body. Um, are you a good steward of your body? Are you overweight? Are you exercising? Are you eating properly? Are you getting plenty of rest? Are you having fun? Your mind, good stewardship of your mind. Are you reading? Are you staying abreast on the current issues that concern you? Are areas that you have a very a high interest in? Are you keeping your mind sharp and alert? Your money. Are you a tither? Are you a giver? Are you a budgeter? Do you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in the handling of your finances? Your time. Do you put God first? Whatever you put first, God will multiply. Your time is one of the most precious commodities. Make sure you use it wisely. I think about the tragedy that we just recently heard about Kobe Bryant, the great basketball player, and the helicopter crash killing his 13-year-old daughter and seven others' families. Extremely tragic. I was told by my mother that he went to Mass at 7 a.m. that morning because it was a Sunday morning when the, when the helicopter crashed prior to getting on the helicopter. And, and he, he could tell by his life that he was about giving back and serving others. So when you hear something as tragic as this, It makes me think about my time and what am I doing with my time? Am I doing the right things with my time? If today was my last day, what impact for the kingdom of God would I have with my time? And of course, another monitor of letting you know what your, where your spiritual maturity is, is your relationships. And how you steward your relationships. These are the last couple of broadcasts that the Holy Spirit has been um, revealing to me. Today, I would like to address some misconceptions and um, propaganda that the world has put out there about believers, Christians, now, unfortunately, we have on both sides, as my godfather said, on the Christian side and the secular side, we, we have people that sometimes prove it to be true. But on the whole, there are certain assumptions that the world has about Christians. And the assumptions, by the way, is the lowest form of, of knowledge. I want to, I, I was listening to 
A.R. Bernard. He has a church in Brooklyn, um, New York. And um, his uh, position in the body of Christ is to connect God, faith with culture. And then there's another um, general in the kingdom of God that I listen to, um, um, Bill Johnson at Bethel Church in Redding, California. So, and they have just started the Bethel Tech Tech College. And once again, they're also addressing the issue of faith and and God and culture, and and they're approaching it from the area of technology. Um, social media, as you know has a big, big, big impact on our society today, on our businesses in so many ways. And so I wanted to share the insights that um I, the insights that I gained from both these generals. I want to start off by saying God exists beyond our understanding. And people need to underst- understand that they won't understand Everything about God, because he's beyond our understanding. God creates beyond our imagination. If you can think it, God can do it and beyond. However, he will never violate his nature. Nothing you can imagine that is that nothing that you can imagine is out of the reach of God. But once again, he will never violate his nature and his nature is love. His nature is justice. His nature is righteousness. His nature is holiness. Something people need to know. Angels do exist. And they are highly intelligent and powerful beings. Angels are highly intelligent, much more intelligent than humans. But they're not more intelligent than God, who was the creator of angels. Our faith is... Is the re is a reason based faith? I know the world tries to position us and say that people of faith are not intelligent, or people of faith are not logical, or people of faith do not have reason. But that is totally, totally wrong. God is the one that gave us intelligence. God is the one that gave us the power to reason. Our faith is is a reason trust based. Our faith is not in conflict with reason. God does not have us to trust him blindly. God gives us a reason to trust him. Who the entity that wants you to trust him blindly is Satan, not God. God asks believers to become the salt of the earth and the light of the earth. And salt in Greek is Halas, H-A-L-A-S. Halas means prudence, and prudence means wisdom, discernment, and good judgment. So in essence, God has sprinkled his people in this earth, in these, these worldly systems, to give the world wisdom, discernment, and good judgment. A perfect example of this is Joseph. Joseph was the salt of Egypt. Before Joseph came along, the pharaohs were mostly had political power. They didn't have much wealth. It was Joseph that amassed the wealth, the massive wealth of the Egyptian pharaohs. 
And he got that because he had God's wisdom. He had discernment and he had good judgment. Your vision, if our visions that we get are inspired by God, then they're going to automatically connect us to God's vision in humanity. That is why I know that the Michael Spire methodology that was downloaded to me at Baylor University when I was in the doctoral program under Professor Larry Browning and, and um, Betty Conaway, that these this idea is for the humanity, for humanity, for humankind. And so when you have a vision and it's inspired by God, it's always going to connect you to the vision for humanity that God has. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is something that a lot of Christians like to quote. But let's break this down on what God really means by this. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Your heart should desire to please God, right? And your passion should be to do his will. And when you have a passion to do his will and you desire to please God, he will make you an instrument in his hands. We know all things because God knows all things. We know because God knows all things, right? So these great scientists, Albert Einstein, basically E equals MC squared, the theory of relativity. A lot of this were downloads from God. Albert Einstein, as he got deeper and deeper into the science of physics, he said towards the end of his life, there must be a God. So philosophy, this is another area where people think, well, Christianity, being a Christian, you, you're not a philosopher. You, that's, that's No, that's wrong. Philosophy deepens our belief in God. Philosophy is about thinking. God gave us the power of reasoning, exploring creation through the power of thought. History. History sensitizes us to the providence of God. History. History shows us we can see. If we look at it through the perspective of the lenses of God, it will show us God's divine hand at work, shaping, influencing, turning at a drop of a dime in history. These decisions, in, in many cases, have geopolitical impact. I think about history. I think about, oh, um, let's see, so many great Napoleon. And his decision, a big decision that he shouldn't have made was to invade Russia. That was the end of Napoleon once he invaded Russia because Russia had the what? Burn it, burn it. They knew they couldn't, that they would not be able to survive the winter, the Russian winter. Right. Um, We look at John F. Kennedy and um, Lyndon B. Johnson, major, major game changers. Their decisions impacted. We have satellites. We have all the technology because of these, this, this decision after the Russians sent up the first satellite, Sputnik. But guess what? It really wasn't the Russians. It was the German scientists. During World War II, we split the German scientists. The Russians got their German scientists. 
We got our German scientists. One of them was what? Albert Einstein. And it was the German scientists that got the got it right about the rockets and how to get the satellite orbiting into space. But that had us create NASA. Okay. And so we got the man on the moon, right? So history, history is is very, very powerful. And you can see the hand of God. I I think about the, the Greeks and how the Greek language went across the known world. And because of that known language, the word of God, the first, the the New Testament was written in Greek. And so people in the known world could read it, right? The Romans, the Romans built the Roman roads. It was the first roads of transportation that could be easily commuted. And of course, with the soldiers and the military might, they were pretty, pretty safe from bandits, pretty much. But the Roman roads made it possible for the gospel to go forth, right? I I think about Winston Churchill. Wow. What you're talking about strategic <laughs> used by the divine hand of God. Yes. Barack Obama and even Donald Trump. God uses even people that we don't think should be in office. God is not limited. God will shall be done. Yes. History sensitizes us to the providence of God. History, we see God's divine hand at work, shaping, influencing, turning at a drop of a dime, history, decisions, and altering geopolitics. The providence of God. What is the providence of God? It's the, it's the divine hand of God providing for us, guiding us, protecting us, sustaining us, as human beings in this world. Science. Oh, this is my favorite. Science is not contrary to our faith. Science inspires the awe of God. When science discovers something through empirical observations and testing, etc., we say, wow, look at God. We are in awe. We say there must be a God. Because creation inspires a corresponding response to the creator. Causes us to rise up and say, there must be a God. Literature. Literature expands the spirit. That is why it is important to read. A.R. Bernard said something that I thought was really good. You know, he said that um, he... He was ambushed, basically. He was asked to go to this, uh, sit on this panel. And when he got there, on the panel was two atheists, two agnostics, and two skeptics. And they they basically lost because they made an assumption. And as I said, assumption is the lowest form of knowledge. And they assumed that he was not well-read. And A.R. Bernard ran ring around the circles. These Some of them were neuroscientists. He was well read. He was, he had his A game. And they assumed that he was a country bumpkin. They assumed that he was an illiterate preacher. But 
for him, not only did he have his mind renewed with the word of God, an intellectual giant, more importantly, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God and God knows all things. But the interesting thing that he said that I thought was good, he says, now, Holy Spirit will bring up to your remembrance. And that's what the Holy Spirit did when he was debating these young people. And he said, but you got to have something for him to bring up. That means you got to read and you definitely got to read the word of God. When you picture something in your mind, nine times out of 10, it's going to happen. So you got to make sure that you understand that we are a tripart being. We are spirit, 100% spirit. We have a soul, which is our mind and our will and our emotions. And we have a body, which is our bones, our muscles, and our blood. So, this, for me, has been a very powerful revelation to see the, the, the world system finally hear that this the, a believer, a Christian, who is a mature Christian, who has renewed their minds and are a good steward of their bodies, a good steward of their minds, a good steward of their monies, a good steward of their time, a good steward of their relationship. <laughs> There's somebody that you want to emulate. There's somebody that you want to follow. I love what they're doing over in, in um, on the West Coast with um, Pastor Bill Johnson, Senior Pastor of Bethel Church with the Bethel Tech Company because it is important to the major tech companies such as Apple, such as Google, such as Twitter, Intel, and others that they have people of not only intellectual and excellent skills in coding and things like that so they could be great developers or data um, managers, right, data scientists. But they have to have character. They have to be people of integrity. You want someone to come to work on time, giving their best work. And Christians are supposed to work as we are working unto the Lord. We are supposed to be working as we are working unto the Lord. This is critical. We do our jobs whether people are watching us or not. We do right whether somebody is looking over our shoulder or not. We are not men pleasers. Now, men like us because we do good and not evil. Men like us because if we are truly salt, we're going to bring wisdom. We're going to bring discernment. We're going to bring good judgment. Can you imagine what the world's going to be like? After the rapture, where the church and those believers who are the salt of the earth are taken out of here, it's not going to be pretty. We're not going to have wisdom. We're not definitely going to have discernment and definitely not going to have good judgment. You're going to have chaos. <laughs> You're going to have bad judgment, right? And not an ability to discern anything, right? So this is a very important 
revelation for me, it makes it really clear that having faith in God, having faith in the Lord God Christ Jesus, having faith in the Lord God Holy Spirit doesn't mean that you're not intelligent, doesn't mean that you are not logical, doesn't mean that you don't have reasoning, doesn't mean that at all. As a matter of fact, it means the exact opposite. You're highly intelligent because you have the mind of Christ. Christ is the word of God. And so how do you get that, believer? By reading the word, meditating on the word. That is the wisdom of God, the Bible, no matter what translation you got. And I like all of them pretty much. So although Tyndale, William Tyndale, he basically did 90% of the translations. A lot of the verbiage that we have in our Bibles today came from that mighty man of God who, by the way, gave his life up to translate that Bible so that the common man could read it. Wycliffe did the same thing. They killed him also because he translated the word of God so that man, the common man, could read it. So that should tell you something about this Bible. People died so that you could read this Bible, that you could get the wisdom of God. Uh, it was something very powerful that that really penetrated my spirit um, the other day. And it was one of the generals of the kingdom of God again. And they were saying basically that, I think it was Andrew Womack. It might have been someone else. But he was saying, you know, you can worship God. You could be a worship God that you love God. You have a passion. You, you just love God with all your heart. And that's a wonderful thing. But if you don't couple that with your intellect, if you don't couple that with your mind, then you are going to have, you're going to heaven, but you're going to have a very bad time here on earth. If you're having marital problems, you need the wisdom of God. So what do you do? You go to the word of God. God has commissioned me to write a book called How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage. And guess where the wisdom is coming from? It's coming from his word. Obviously, I perish for lack of what? Knowledge. Because I'm divorced. But I can make sure that other people don't get divorced. And it comes from what? The wisdom of what? God. So, if you don't follow the principles of God, if you don't know the principles of God for how to have a great marriage, or how to raise your children properly, or how to handle your business, or how to handle your finances, and you're going to get that wisdom from the word of God. You have a problem. You go to the word of God. You look up every scripture, every word on that subject matter. You write them out in your notebook. You study them. You meditate on them. God is going to have the Holy Spirit is going to have certain words pop out like a billboard sign, pop out like a kiosk. There's going to be a burning in your heart, a burning in your spirit. That's the word you need to sit on and meditate on it. And eventually it's going to open up like a rose. It's going to open up like a flower. And it's going to reveal the secrets to having a successful marriage, to having a successful business, to having successful relationships, to having successful finances. You can love God. You can be passionate. You can sing songs of praise, which you need to do. 
You must do if you truly love God. But it has to be, it has to be the melting of the passion and the intellect. He did not place you in the church to for you to blindly accept things. You need to rightly read the word for yourself. You need to divide the word for yourself with the Holy Spirit. Help. This is why God developed the right side and the left side of the brain. We have a right side of our brain that controls the left side. We have the left side of our brain, which controls the right side. Our left side of the brain is primarily known for um, words and math and spatial and all these different things. Um, it's, it's, it's a very intellectual side. The right side of the brain is where creativity comes from, where we have dreams and visions. You need the marriage of both. You need the marriage of both. And the world tries to paint the picture of the idiot Christian, the idiot believer that has no intellectual prowess, has no reasoning, has no logic. And that's not true. If you look, if you truly do research on some of the greatest scientists that the world has ever had Sir Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein, Pascal, Pasteur, Dr. Charles Drew. Yes, Dr. Charles Drew was an African-American that invented blood transfusion. That's right. Dr. Charles Drew, he was the one who invented blood transfusion. And guess what? When he was in a car accident, he was a light-skinned African-American. And when he was in a car accident, he was taken to the hospital, and they thought he was white. They were about to give him a blood transfusion, which he invented, and they refused when they found out that he was black. So he died from a lack of a blood transfusion. Just a little something for your history. Garrett A. Morgan. The inventor of the stoplight and other things. Oh, everybody knows Carver, George Washington Carver, who, by the way, had been castrated, was made a eunuch, but it didn't stop his intellectual capacity. I don't want to end this broadcast without reading Romans 10.9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again for joining me on Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM, Wave 94.